Welcome to a special Academy Award edition of Broadway World Some Like It Pop Podcast. I am Matt Tamanini, Broadway World Senior TV and Film Critic, and as always, I am joined by the brains of our operation, Broadway World TV's Los Angeles Bureau Chief, Jennifer McHugh. Jen, do you have your gown pressed and ready to go for Sunday's Oscars? If you mean by my Friday Night Lights t-shirt and shorts, then yes, I do. All right, sounds good. Uh, you can follow Jen on Twitter at EponineQ, that's E-P-O-N-I-N-E-Q, and you can follow me at Matt. that's B-W-W-M-A-T-T, and you read us both across various Broadway World sites. Not only can you find episodes of something like a pop on Broadway World, but you can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, so please go to all of those apps and subscribe so you can get the newest episode of something like it pop as soon as it becomes available. Then, if you don't hate the show, jump over to iTunes and give us a rating. Better ratings make it easier for other people to find the show. In this mini-episode, Jen and I are going to get into our predictions, hopes, and dreams for the 2016 Oscars, which will air on ABC this Sunday. Broadway World has been covering the awards with a decidedly theater perspective all week, and we will have full live coverage on Sunday, beginning with a red carpet blog from our Bachelor expert, fashion maven, and Broadway leading lady, Patty Murin. So watch the Oscars on TV and put Broadway World on your laptop or tablet for all of our theater-specific snark throughout the night. Today we're going to play a little game that we are calling Wish, Want, and Will. It's kind of the Mary F. Kill of pop culture podcasts. We will discuss these six major award categories by picking something that we wish was nominated, something we want to win, and finally what we think will win. The want and will categories are kind of self-explanatory, but the wish is a little more wide open. It can be things that we think got snubbed or things that really had no shot at getting a nomination. For example, last year, I thought Guardians of the Galaxy deserved a Best Picture nomination, even though I know it had no chance of winning. I also thought that uh, Kevin Smith deserved a Best Director nomination for his walrus-themed horror movie, Tusk. (laughs) There was no chance that was getting nominated, even though it was my favorite movie of 2014. Jen, are you clear with the rules of Wish, Want, Will? I am. I'm excited. All right. So we're going to start off with Best Supporting Actress. That is a category that we have talked about on previous episodes before that is just kind of... Okay, there's nothing that really jumped off the page at us. The nominees are Alicia Vikander for The Danish Girl, Kate Winslet for Steve Jobs, Rooney Mara for Carol, Jennifer Jason Lee, The Hateful Eight, and Rachel McAdams for Spotlight. Jen, who do you wish had been included in this category? And to be clear, these wishes are people who were like, yeah, we know they would never get a shot, but in a perfect world, they should have. So my vote was for Olivia Cook in Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Ooh, okay. People who don't know that movie because it was a little under the radar, tell us what that was about. It was literally about a fella. <laughs> I can't remember uh, his name. His best friend Earl, and they come in contact with this girl who is dying. And it sounds really depressing, but it's really uplifting. And she is from Bates Motel, which I think you also she watch. Is. And she I, is, yeah. She is delightful. I believe she's going to be in the new Star Wars movie, too. Is that correct? I don't know that. Maybe. Yeah, she's she's kind of one of the up-and-coming It girls. Um, this movie is also starring Nick Offerman and Connie Britton and Molly Shannon. And it was a real sleeper, but I loved it. And I thought she was really great in it. And, you know, in our wishful world, I, w- I wish someone would have acknowledged her performance more. My wish uh, will be a shocker to no one um, will be former Tony and Academy Award nominee Anna Kendrick for her role uh, as Kathy Hyatt in the 
I guess not even big screen because I don't know that it was actually ever in a theater, but in the screen adaptation of Jason Robert Brown's musical The Last Five Years. I really, really enjoyed the film. I think it's a musical that far surpassed my expectations on how it would translate to the screen. It is a two-person musical on stage. They expanded it a little bit and made it very cinematic, and I thought Anna Kendrick, well, I think she's the perfect human, but... Uh, I thought she was great in this movie and showed again why she is the darling of musical cinema, even if she's not really a musical theater performer, or at least hasn't been since she was like 12 years old. So I wish Anna Kendrick got a nomination for the last five years. Okay. All right. So in the category of actual nominees, who do you want to win for Best Supporting Actress? I want, and I believe will... Okay, I've just taken the thunder and moving things along. That's fine. Go ahead. When, I don't know how to phrase that grammatically, um, Alicia Vikander. I didn't really love the Danish girl. I, I don't know why. It had all the elements, but it just didn't do anything for me. I thought she was great. And I also really loved her in Ex Machina. I think she's kind of um, about to explode. And I think uh, in this category, uh, it, which I believe is one of the weakest ones, no offense to any of these ladies, but... I think that uh, her performance exceeds everyone else's. Yeah, my thoughts on this category are exactly yours. I want Alicia Vikander to win. I think she will win. Uh, and it is, it is as much for Ex Machina as it is for the Danish girl. Uh, Vikander has kind of become the front runner because of a SAG win and a BAFTA win. Although Kate Winslet is still Kate Winslet. Uh, so I think it'll be Alicia, but it very well can end up being Kate. But I, I hope she wins. And... And like you, I enjoy Danish Girl, um, but I, I loved Ex Machina, so I hope she wins um, for a combination of those two films as well. Okay. For Best Supporting Actor, I'm going to piggyback on our love for Ex Machina and say that I wish that Oscar Isaac had been nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Oscar Isaac was in, a, this is a true stat, was in every other movie produced in Hollywood in 2015, and he was fantastic in all of them. Uh, I think he was great in Ex Machina as a kind of slimy um, uh, tech executive, and you, what's great is that you don't really know where he stands throughout the film, and that's really what makes it. If he would have given even the slightest indication as to whether he was the bad guy or wasn't the bad guy or whether he was you know kind of pulling certain strings the movie wouldn't have worked and because he was able to walk such a thin line that movie was one of the best movies of the year so i wish oscar isaac would have been nominated for best supporting actor i can't argue with that um however my wish pick was jason mitchell as easy e and straight out of compton i know i'm so much older than you so you probably don't really remember Easy e in, in real time, but as amazing as O'Shea, or O.J., as LL Cool J would say, O'Shea Jackson Jr. was as his father, and Corey Hawkins was as Dre, I think that Jason Mitchell really encapsulated Easy e yeah, in that he movie. Great. He really blew me away. Yeah, that's a film that, as we've talked about, has criminally underrepresented in the Academy Awards, but that would that's a good one too. I, I would be okay with that nomination. Now, in this category, the actual nominees are, uh, in alphabetical order, Christian Bale for The Big Short, Tom Hardy for The Revenant, Mark Ruffalo for Spotlight, Mark Rylance for Bridge of Spies, 
and I can't believe I'm saying this, Sylvester Stallone for Creed. <laughs> uh, um, the he, he just, you know, milking the, the, the Rocky legend for as much as he can, which he has every right to do because he created Rocky, not only on screen, but he wrote it. So he is completely able to do that and i do not begrudge him that but jen who do you want to win in this again not outstanding category well i want mark ruffalo to win but that is a purely personal i don't think that he's necessarily the best in this category i don't Uh, think i don't think the ones have to be who you think should win i think it's who you want to win then it's mark ruffalo i think he is probably one of my favorite actors currently and uh, he's a Pennsylvania boy, you know. He he goes to my sister's dentist's office, so <laughs> I'm rooting for the hometown boy. All right, that's fair. I want Mark to win as well, but the other Mark, Mark Rylance from Bridge of Spies, he is a multi Tony Award winner. And the reason I want him to win is if you have ever seen one of his Tony acceptance speeches, they are bonkers. The first two Tonys that he won, he recited blank verse poetry that made absolutely no sense and was the most confounding, humorous thing I've ever seen. So I want to see what would happen if he won an Academy Award. He did not. He gave a more traditional acceptance speech for his third Tony, but I really want him to bust out some blank verse uh, at the Oscars. Unfortunately, I I think this is not going to be his year. I think we are probably going to see Sylvester Stallone, but I think Rylance has a shot. But I just think all all the public... And in critical support is going to be behind Sly this year. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's Sly's to lose, and you know, good for him being in his seventies and 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 putting putting it up on the screen again. And I mean, Hollywood loves this kind of story, so it's going to be a nice moment, and so he can have it. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I just can't. It's yeah, <laughs> Rambo's going to win an Oscar. Okay. Yeah. Well. What, who, to, who to thunk it? Okay, the next category we're going to talk about is Best Director. The nominees in this category are, you know, the, the ones you would think would be there because they are some of the best movies of the year. Uh, in alphabetical order, again, we will go with Lenny Abramson from Room, Alejandro Gonzalez Iñárritu from The Revenant. We then have Tom McCarthy from Spotlight, Adam McKay for The Big Short, and George Miller, the creator of the Mad Max series from back in the day, also directed the reboot of Mad Max Fury Road. First off, Jen, I'm going to shock you by my wish for best director. And mine's going to be the same, so you can just say it. <laughs> okay, I really wish Quentin Tarantino was in this category. The Hateful Eight was my favorite movie last year. Anything that Quentin Tarantino does deserves recognition because he just breaks the mold by staying in very specific lanes like he he almost breaks the mold by staying in the mold but there are molds that are so outside of what movies are right now that he really reinvents them by making them popular again so shocker of all shockers i wish qt was in this category me too and it was just so beautiful i saw it on the 70 millimeter and the scope of the shots and how he could intermix the um wide angle lens with the con confinement of the room itself and he's so underrated as a director you know everyone always talks about his screenplays and the way he writes and um his politics and everything else that i feel like he gets missed a lot for his directing skills 
I think he's one of the best of this or any generation. So, unfortunately, this this film, despite being fantastic, did not get much recognition. So, we both have the same wish. I'm wondering if we have the same want. I kind of think we might. Who do you want to win this award, Jen? George Miller. Oh, no, we do not. I know who you want to win. <laughs> okay, we'll see about that. So, so George Miller, why do you want him to win this one? Uh, Mad Max is one of my favorite movies of the year. And, again... I just thought it was so beautifully shot and um you know it's a he he's an old man and he has had a, quite a career and he did a great job and you know I'm I'm as much as a sucker for a Hollywood ending as anyone else so I think that would be really cool. Okay. All right, fair enough. So who you say you think you know who I want to win? Who who do you think I am am pulling for in this category? Adam McKay. Yes, I'm, I am definitely rooting for Adam McKay. I want the guy who directed Anchorman, yeah. Talladega Nights, and Step Brothers, and who co-created Funny or Die to have an Academy Award for Best Director. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that at all. I, I, I he's, he's just, uh, he's br- a brilliant comedic writer and director, and I really, just for a personal reason, because of all of the other types of stuff that he's done, I want him to win for a funny but really serious movie. I, I think that would be awesome. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be mad at that at all. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I do not think that either of us are going to get our wishes or our wants fulfilled. I think that Alejandro Gonzalez Iñárritu is going to win for The Revenant for similar reasons for what you talked about with Quentin Tarantino is the, the scope and the visuals of The Revenant were really spectacular. I think that and Leonardo DiCaprio's performance are the only things in that movie worthwhile, but I think it's probably going to be enough for, for Iñárritu to, to win the Oscar. Is this the first time a director would win back-to-back? Do you know? I don't know, but he I, – I think he's great. I mean, I think but what he did with uh, with Birdman last year was, was fantastic. So I, I like him. I have no problem with him. So, yeah, I, th- I think he's going to win. I, are you agreeing with me on, yeah. the, on the will win here? Um, I do. I think it would be a big uh, upset if anyone but Inaritu won. Like we said, he's a great director, so I'm okay with that, I guess. Um, the Revenant's not my – my favorite movie of the year, but that's fine. It was a beautiful movie. Moving into the Best Actress category, the actual nominees in alphabetical order are Kate Blanchett for Carol, Brie Larson for Room, Jennifer Lawrence for Joy, uh, Charlotte Rampling for 45 Years, and Saoirse Ronan for Brooklyn. Jen, who do you wish was in that category? Well, here's another one of those things where you and I could disagree, but I put Anna Kendrick because I think she was the lead actress for the last five years. Wow. Yeah. Well, I, you're probably right. I don't know why I have her in the supporting actress category since she's the only woman in the movie. Uh, <laughs> but I agree with what you said. I, I thought that the film adaptation exceeded expectations across the board, and I think her and Jeremy Jordan were just phenomenal in those roles, and she does no wrong. She's She's a perfect human being. Yeah, I'm really kind of questioning myself why, why I could have put her in a supporting actress category there. <laughs> that really doesn't make any sense since she's, it's a two-person movie pretty much. But I guess because she only really has half of the screen time, I think that's probably why I was thinking supporting because she doesn't speak in over half the movie. So, all right, that's fine. So we agree but disagree. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> okay, whatever. This one is This is one of those wishes that has absolutely no chance of ever happening. But I really wish that Amy Schumer had gotten a nomination in this category. I almost wrote her. 
really i i loved train wreck and i think mm-hmm. it was not only just a incredibly funny well-written movie which she wrote but it showed some sides of Amy Schumer, the performer, that we don't get to see on Inside Amy Schumer, which is a sketch comedy show. It's a sketch sketch comedy show that's really smart and is a lot deeper than a lot of people get it, give it credit for. But in this kind of wider avenue, to see her show a character that has a, a pretty defined arc and to have some, some actual growth, I was really impressed with her as a performer. There was obviously no chance that anything from Trainwreck was going to get nominated, even though LeBron James probably deserves a Best Actor nomination. I almost put him as my supporting actor. And we talk about how we disagree all the time. But I really wish Amy Schumer had been nominated. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. She was great. Trainwreck was amazing. Yeah, and I I have a feeling that the the next two in this category, because, again, we've talked about this on our preview episode when the nominations came out, and, and I'll link to it in the show notes. There's nothing that really jumps out as being spectacular this season. There's not much. This is one of the categories where that does not apply because, and I'm not going to speak for you, although I think we agree, I both want and think that Brie Larson will win the Oscar in this category. I thought Saoirse Ronan was ungodly delightful and charming in Brooklyn, but this is is the no-brainer of the night. Brie Larson has to win this award, and she so deserves it. That is a heartbreaking tour de force performance. And if she doesn't win, I will be disappointed even more than I'll be upset. Unfortunately, I have to agree with you. Well, um, it's, and it's not. But here's the thing. It's not because like, oh, we see it the same way. It's because it is the same way. There's there's really it's such a wide gulf between her and the rest of this field that if she doesn't win, this will be the biggest upset of the night. It's true. And even though the movie wasn't perfect itself, um, sure. I almost came close to putting Jacob Tremblay as supporting actor because I thought his performance was unbelievable in that movie. But in this category, I don't think there's another choice. And really like not. you said, Saoirse Ronan is just a she's just delightful, but she's not going anywhere. She'll be here again. Um, <laughs> it's breezier. Yeah, I, I, I agree. All right. Best actor. Who do you wish was in this category? Jason Siegel for the end of the tour. Oh, wow. OK. Um, I saw it. When, right when it came out, one of my friends took me to the arc light and we watched it as he portrayed um, tragic author David Foster Wallace. And it's a really quirky little movie about him and this reporter played by Jesse Eisenberg. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. It is. And um, mostly just the two of them the entire time. But he really, really embodies David Foster Wallace. And uh, I think that he, like the previous people we had mentioned on our regular podcast, like Ray Romano and Bob Odenkirk, I think he has a chance to kind of break into more dramatic roles as opposed to being known for a comedian. Yeah, he's he's he is really great. And uh, I did not see that movie. So I'm gonna have to check that one out as well. Um, This one is is my wish for this category is going to be similar to my want for Alicia Vikander, where I wanted Alicia Vikander to win as much for the role that she's actually nominated for as I do for the one she wasn't nominated for. I wish Michael B. Jordan was in this category as much for Creed, actually probably more than Creed, for the unbelievable snub of his performance in Fruitvale Station. Last year, he deserved to be nominated. He gave one of the best performances in one of the best years, uh, one of the year's best movies. 
that did not get the recognition it deserved. So the fact that I have watched him on screen since he was like 12 years old, first with On All My Children as Reggie Montgomery, and then on Friday Night Lights, then through Chronicle and the awful Fantastic Four, and now to see him in Creed. And Parenthood. And Parenthood. I didn't watch Parenthood. Oh, right. But he was on that to see him kind of go full circle to that and become one of the best actor, best young actors in Hollywood. I really, really wish he was in this category. I love him. I loved him on The Wire when he was a little kid and Fruitvale Station just made me weep profusely. So I can't argue with you for that. Yeah. Well, okay. So this category is another one where it looks like there's a clear leader, but the category is made up of Matt Damon for that hilarious award-winning comedy, The Martian, uh, Brian Cranston for Trumbo, Leonardo DiCaprio, DiCaprio for The Revenant, Michael Fassbender for Steve Jobs, and Tony and Oscar winner Eddie Redmayne for The Danish Girl. Uh, Jen, who do you want to win this award? Uh, Leo. <laughs> my want and my will is Leo. I'm a big fan from since the Growing Pains years, and... Uh, I think this is his year. I think he deserves it, not just because of his body of work, but I think his performance was really great. And everybody keeps saying, oh, they're just going to give it to him because it's Leo and he always loses. But he really was great in The Revenant. And the movie itself wasn't perfect. It was long and (laughs) self-congratulatory. And, and, you know, it was really hard to watch. But I thought he was great. and, And I'm excited to see him finally take it home. Yeah, he is a bit of the Susan Lucci of the Oscars, where he's always nominated and deservedly so and never wins. I like Leo. I have no problem with Leo. I think if he does win, we will have a a nice speech that also involves some Earth Day messages as well. But I don't want him to win. I want Michael Fassbender uh, to win. Maybe because I thought Steve Jobs was a excellent film. And it did not get the recognition that it deserves. Um, I'm an admitted Aaron Sorkin fan, uh, as 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 you know very well. But it's a really good movie and has a really good performance by Fassbender. But I don't think it's going to matter. You're right. Leo's going to win. And I'm not going to be upset about it. It's, it. it's almost a foregone conclusion. I can't imagine him not winning. Yeah, it would be uh, probably the biggest upset since Adrian Brody, I think. If, if who was who should have won that year? I don't remember who should have won I that year. I think that was wasn't that everybody thought that Daniel Day Lewis was going to win for um, Gangs of New York. Was that that year? Yes, you're right. Daniel Day Lewis for Gangs of New York. All right, so that brings us to the last category: our wish, want, and will for best picture. Jen, I'm going to let you go first because I kind of broke my own rules on this one. So go ahead. What is your wish for best picture? Uh, straight out of Compton. <laughs> I don't think that's any surprise. I've expressed my undying love for this movie, and I'm still infuriated that it was ignored. Here's what is nominated. Brooklyn, uh, Bridge of Spies, Big Short, uh, Mad Max Fury Road, The Martian, uh, Room, Spotlight, and The Revenant. I wish that they would have rounded out this category to make it the full 10 that they are allowed, and I can't understand why they didn't. With two of these three movies, Straight Outta Compton, I agree with you, The Hateful Eight, which we know that I love, or Inside Out. Inside Out, I think, is one of those movies that kind of defies the animated genre that it's probably going to win the animated feature for. It, it is much more than that. I think it's a, the deepest, most complex, most emotional movie that Pixar has ever made, and I really wish that it had been recognized. I, I can't... In a, in a year when there was 
not a lot of great movies, but a lot of good movies to not round out the category and, and, and have as many nominees as possible. I just don't understand how they could ignore some really, really good films. So I wish that two of those three had been included. Okay, so what do you want to win this award, Jen? Uh, no big surprise. I really want Mad Max to win. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't see it when it first came out, so I eventually red boxed it. And I think all of the hype made my expectations too high. I thought it was good. I thought it was fine. I thought that Charlize Theron, who almost got my supporting actress wish, was, was great. It just it didn't bowl me over like I think it did you. It did. It did indeed bowl me over. Okay. Well, my want in this category is is the big short. I went back and forth with this between Spotlight and the big short. Spotlight, I think, is an incredibly important film, not because of the the Catholic sex scandal, sex abuse scandal um, that's at the center. I think it's an incredibly important film because it really shows the importance and value of investigative journalism, something that as newspapers are being cut across the country, they're going out of business, staffs are getting cut down, um, the remaining writers are being overworked. I think it's really important to remember what a group of dedicated investigative reporters can do. So for that reason, I, I am glad that it's been successful, and I would have no problem if it won. However, I think The Big Short succeeds on so many different levels that it deserves to win. It's funny. It's intelligent. It's got a cast of really great actors that are just kind of doing weird characters, and it all fits together. I loved it. I think it took a, a novel approach to a really kind of boring, tedious topic, and it was entertaining and really funny. I don't think it's going to win. I think it's third behind Spotlight and The Revenant, but I really, really wish The Big Short would win. Cool. <laughs> so are, are you and I in agreement that we think think the revenant is gonna win yeah i think so and honestly i, don't I mean, know why that makes me sad that makes me sad i don't either i mean it is a good movie <laughs> it really is um well let me ask you this is it is it really a good movie yes I mean, <laughs> see i don't i think it's a well shot movie with a really good lead performance but i don't know that it's a good movie the story is not all that good i mean there, it doesn't have a plot of a best picture movie. And I don't know that the, the cinematography and the direction and the, the best actor performance make up for its unbelievable shortcomings, not the least of which is its ungodly tedious length. Yeah. I, I didn't have a problem with it. I thought it was good. Okay. Well, I will be disappointed if the Revenant wins, even though I think it will. So those are the official Some Like It Pop wish, wants, and wills for the 2016 Academy Awards. Later today on Friday, uh, we will have a full article of predictions, not only from Jen and I on Broadway World, but some of our fellow writers and some uh, special guests as well. So check that out and then compare yours to ours and see who wins the Oscar pool. Jen, last fall, you won our Emmy predictions by one, something we talked about in one of our beta season episodes of Some Like It Pop. For our Oscar pool here, we are going to make a little wager. The winner gets to force binge a season of TV on The Loser. So, Jen, what will I have to watch if you win our head-to-head Emmy predictions? I'm going to make you watch You're the Worst, because I know you don't like watching shows about people that are bad and this is literally a show called you're the worst about the worst type of people 
All right, so what season will I have to watch? Season one? Yes, season one. Okay. All right. When I win, I am going to make you watch season five, only because that's what's available on Hulu, of a show that I am not ashamed to admit that I like. Season five of Grimm. I'm going to make you watch Grimm. Okay. <laughs> you ever, did you, do you even know that there was a show called Grimm on network television? I do. I have a friend, uh, Brian, who is a guest star on it. Is it the same guy who was on Scandal? Yes, Brian Lesher. Okay. I, I kind of remember him on there uh, a season or so ago. Okay. So follow along with our predictions article to see who gets to force binge uh, a season of television on the other one. All right. One last thing we're going to do here in terms of predictions is predicting some things that we think or would like to see happen uh, in this year's Academy Awards that are outside of the realm of the awards. So, Jen, what is your prediction for the 2016 Oscars? Well, I broke your rule (laughs) and just (laughs) went into wishes for other categories. Oh, so really nothing like I just explained (laughs) So I just I just jotted down a few notes that I'm pretty sure it's Lady Gaga's year, but I'm rooting for the weekend, or I should say the weekend, because he doesn't put an e at the end of his. Hold on, what are we what are we talking about here? This is for best song. Okay, I don't um, know who's nominated in this category because I don't yeah, know anything about it. Because all of the songs are from irrelevant movies, especially the weekend, because it's from Fifty Shades of Grey, which is atroc- like atrocious, <laughs> but it's a great song. Okay. Anyway, and for uh, I'm rooting for Winter on Fire for the documentary. Um, prediction, I think I really just want Chris Rock to bring the Chris Rock. The thing he's best at is insulting people intellectually. So it takes a while for them to be like, wait a minute, he was just insulting me. He does it in a a more casual way than Ricky Gervais does. And I'm really looking forward to him kind of speaking out on this Oscar so white thing and and the entire uh, situation that he's in. So I'm really looking forward to him. Chris Rock, my hero. Wait, you, you, you think Chris Rock might have a joke about being the only black person at the Oscars this year? Uh, that wait, is my prediction, yes. Way to, way to go out on a limb there, Jen. Yes. Sheesh. See, I'm going to win. You're the worst. <laughs> Season one. No, these don't count. Only the awards <laughs> predictions account uh, will count. Uh, my prediction is only that Jennifer Lawrence is going to fall. At some point, she's going to trip, whether it's on the red carpet, going upstairs. She's not going to win this year. But uh, my prediction is that she's going to continue the trend of either being just incredibly klutzy or partaking in medicinal marijuana before the ceremony, and she's going to fall at some point. Okay. Remember to follow along with Broadway World throughout all of Sunday's Academy Awards. We'll have everything from a live blog written by moi to our red carpet article written by Lysistrata Jones herself, Patty Murin. We'll also have a live updating article of all of the theater-related stars' Twitter reactions, and we'll have a winner's list updated throughout the entire night. All right, Jen, so happy Oscar weekend. Enjoy your Friday Night Lights t-shirt. Uh, and, and why don't you uh, close us out? I am Eponine Q on Twitter. That's E-P-O-N-I-N-E-Q. And Matt is at BWW Matt. You can find both of us on BroadwayWorld.com, writing about all our TV obsessions. And until next time, always remember, if you've had half as much fun listening to this show as we've had doing it, well, then we've had twice as much fun doing this show as you've had listening to it. sounded like a like a chihuahua in heat or something
Do you want me to stop this audacity? <laughs> yes. Recording? <laughs> Thanks for listening to this special Oscars 2016 episode of Broadway World's Some Like It Pop Podcast. You can find all of our episodes on broadwayworld.com, and you can now get new episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. So, make sure to subscribe, download, and listen on repeat so that everyone you come in contact with is forced to fall in love with the show as well. You can always get in touch with Jen and me and let us know your thoughts on the shows, movies, and topics that we discuss. Jen is at Eponine Q on Twitter, and I'm at Matt. We will be back next week with Some Like It Pops Lista Palooza Episode 2, where Jen and I will count down and discuss our top 10 favorite musicals of all time. We've got a preview of that episode coming up after I butcher a promo, so stick around for that. And until next time, we'll see you around the Broadway world. So, watch the Oscars on TV, and then put Broadway World on your laptop or tablet so you can get all of our information, snark, and best... uh... Again. So, yeah. One more time. <laughs> so. Um, number 10 is You're in Town, the musical. Number 9 is The Who's Tommy. Number 8 is Spring Awakening. Number 7 is The Rocky Horror Picture Show. And number 6 is Hair. Wow. There are so many shows listed in there that I absolutely cannot stand. I, I love mostly all musicals. Like, there's, I can count maybe five that I hate. This is number one. Number 10 is Legally Blonde, the musical from the husband and wife team of Nell Benjamin and Lawrence O'Keefe. Number nine is a chorus line music by Marvin Hamlish, lyrics by Edward Cleveland, book by James Kirkwood and Nicholas Dante. Assassins, music and lyrics by Stephen Sondheim, book by John Weidman. The Book of Mormon by Trey Parker, Matt Stone, and Bobby Lopez. And Les Miserables with music by Claude Michel Schoenberg, lyrics by Alan Boybell, and the uh, English lyrics by Herbert Kretzmer, or Kretzmer. I hate with a fiery passion. I think it is horrendous. <laughs> Horrible. It makes my skin crawl.